It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Now it's not Craig, it's me. Craig, unfortunately, got family issues uh, Bobby's not well, so uh, he's had to dash home from uh, from work, probably on that walk. So if he if he walks it in fifteen minutes, hopefully he ran it in ten. You know, so uh, he'll be uh, so he's not with us today. So um, before I get on to the full matters of my two super guests, uh, <laughs> we have to obviously say about fans bet. I've been reminded to say that, so uh, don't forget we're in partnership with Fans Bet. If you want to have a bet. Then do so, like you know. And if you took my advice on uh, Thursday, you'd have won yourself a few quid. That's all I'm going to say about that, you know. So, uh, what we what we're here for today? There was a, a matter of a of a game last uh, yesterday afternoon, and um, I believe it was a North London derby. Uh, that mighty team from down the road, who uh, according to their fans are the best team in the world, and they were going to come to the Emirates. They was going to do this and do that, but by the end of the game. I didn't see many of them about. They'd all gone. And it was a fantastic sight. Fantastic sight. But so, no further ado. Got to, uh, uh, Graham's had a go at me because last time I didn't, enjoy, I went off and talked about myself as I always do. But um, So, I'm going to introduce my guest today, the one and only uh, Harry. Harry coming back from last week. Bit of work commitments last week, Harry. But yeah. it's good to have you back today. Thank you. I got stuck at work last week. I was fuming. Um, you know, my missus was like, oh, was you annoyed that you was going to, Missed dinner, and it was. I was more annoyed that I was going to miss the same old Arsenal. So, uh, but don't tell her. I, th- that. I thought. I thought you'd been nah. called. Up, I thought you'd been called up for the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> you right, so you what, talking about that, Aaron, Nigel Winterburn on this week. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to that. That's going. It was. It was yeah, it good. So am I, mate. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Actually, it's really. It's, it's a bit surreal actually when you talk to some of your heroes, isn't it? Like you don't expect it, um, but Nigel was brilliant. Um, it was a bit of an early one this morning, though, I must admit, uh, pretty early and I had to get up and my throat was still a bit croaky from yesterday and, yeah, I was half asleep but at the beginning, but it was all good, it was all good. Um, Worth getting up early for Nigel Winterburn, though, surely. Definitely. Yeah. Without a doubt, you know, without definitely. a doubt. And, and, of course, I ain't going to forget <laughs> you, Graham, you know what I mean, introduce <laughs> you to Graham. The tactics, man, you know, uh, if you, I, I've got to say, 
love the insights of the tactics and all that. That's really good, Graham. So, uh, how you been? And uh, what was your day like yesterday? Oh, God, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, such a great day. Probably the best North London derby for years for, uh, in the fact that it had everything, didn't it? Uh, goals, incident, drama. And, of course, ultimately, we gave them a good spanking. Um, I have to say that, first of all, tonight, I'm wearing the 1971 home shirt uh, that we wore at White Hart Lane. So I thought Love I'd give, that one, give that one an airing tonight. I, I was a nine-year-old boy. My dad had me on his shoulders that night when Ray Kennedy edited in that winning goal that night. So... And uh, it still I, I fits as well. That's fantastic. It, that no, it, 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 it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a struggle. Um, uh, but uh, and uh, and this one final thing, I've still got unable to trim that beard, mate, because uh, all the top well, lads no, at work was let it, yeah. Let it grow. Let it grow. Yes. That's what we say, like you know what I mean. So uh, I think I should yeah. do something like that. Make me like, like grab your hair or something like. I'm doing the same. Look, I'm doing the same. Yes, it's yeah. a good thing, isn't and, it? Like you know. And and just uh, one final thing before we start, my son Cameron. Uh, actually, he was in the live chat last week for the previous show. He doesn't come in the live chat or talk when I do these shows uh, with you guys on a Monday, but he loved the uh, previous show you did with Craig last Thursday and he's in the uh, chat uh, most Thursday night. So give him a shout out. Oh, he really okay. enjoyed we'll the show okay. last week. Definitely give him a shout out. You know what I mean? Like, so uh, yeah. it's good to have Cameron on board. Like, I have to come on one day when he's got uh, a bit of confidence. We get I'll tell on. you what, judge, I'll tell you what, judge, he knows more than me about football. When we're in the ground, he coaches the team. He coaches the team oh. in the game. This is, what, so this is what you're getting. So you're taking all his all his glory and thunder away. It's totally out of order. What he's, father he's, he's would do a my, thing like that? He's my he's, he's, not, he's my advisor now, mate. Uh, yeah, oh, that's <laughs> it. You've got all, all got to have an advisor. Got all have an advisor. Right. So what I'm going to do first and foremost, I want to know uh, today um, what was what was the, uh, the the day like for you? What, what, so we'll start with you, Harry. You've got up. What 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 was going on before? Pre, we're going pre-match. We're going pre-match, right? You know. So so what was we doing first? So. My missus's friends had organised her a surprise baby shower yesterday. Um, so I got up first thing in the morning and they wanted me to go and pick up some bits and pieces and drop them off to my mum's house where it was being held. And I was like, that's fine. As long as it's really early, I don't mind doing it, whatever. Um, and then when I got there, they were like expecting me to help. And I was like, are you having a bloody laugh? It's North London Derby Day. I'm off. I'm out of here. See you later. So went and had a nice breakfast, got down to the Emirates nice and early. Um, had a bit of a heart attack when I saw the starting lineup. If I'm honest, it wasn't what I wanted to see, but what do I know? Um, because we absolutely battered them. Uh, great day, throat has absolutely been battered. Um, I think I broke a pair of glasses again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a great day overall, great day, and the atmosphere was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I can't remember a better atmosphere than that at the Emirates ever, I don't think. I was loving every minute of it. Just a great yeah, the, day, the atmosphere even beat the Liverpool atmosphere. Didn't yeah, it? it did. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right, then, Graham. So, what was it for you then? On obviously down the tra- on the train to the. Uh... Yeah, you're not, not going to believe this. I had to work a Saturday night this week, so uh, I had to uh, I had to work Saturday night. So I didn't finish till about six o'clock in the morning. Cool. So I spent all night actually, sort of like during my break, sort of answering. Uh, messages on twitter about the game so uh, i was working but i was sort of like responding to people on twitter so by the time i got in just a couple of hours uh nap then i was up um breakfast then down down on the train uh i normally drink in the old triangle which is sort of like down near the the, the ground so I'd, i had a beer in there and then maybe way into the ground mate so oh, and, yeah, and i went and, and i got in there really early because i wanted to um you know, sort of like soak up the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's it. Like for me, it was um, 
bit of breakfast at Finsley Park, a few, few of the lads, and then uh, down to the pins, had a, had a, well, they had a couple in there. I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I had nervous energy for this game. I'll get, I, I'm going to be honest, I'll get a lot of stick from around here. A lot of my mates at Tottenham and uh, um, acquaintances, I'm going to put that, because I can't really call them mates, you know what I mean, but acquaintances. <laughs> and, and they're, you know, uh, we're going to win 2-0, 3-0, and they're really giving it large. I've, I also like saying, you know, I hope you're enjoying the Europa League and all that. Like. They've really got, <laughs> they got under my skin, they did. They got under my skin. And um, so I was like, a lot, lot of nervous energy, like, you know. And uh, I have to say, like, the, the atmosphere before the game, even, do you know when you, I don't know what but you guys thought, we, you know, going into the ground, or even queuing up, there was singing going on in the, as you're yeah. queuing up. Normally it's like, you know, no one talking to, but it was just, it was really, really uh, like the old days. It was, you know, what yeah. I mean, it was fantastic. You know, I think, I think there's a different feeling to Derby Day. There's always, I mean, I've, I've sort of like I started supporting Arsenal in 1971, so this is like over a hundred derbies. I haven't been to over a hundred, but there's like hundred derbies I've followed. That's uh, 90 odd league games and about 10 cup games, sort of like FA Cup and League Cup. And it's just something different about you wake up feeling differently with what you said. There's a yeah. little, as you said, there is that nervous energy and you are a little bit sort of on edge because it's all about you just do not want to lose the game, do you? No, I think and, that's the key. That is the key. It's not so much about winning it. It's just... Don't want to lose. There's more, more emphasis not to lose. Are you, you're, you're in our, on our boat with that, Harry? Or? Um, uh, I... I don't know, man. I just, I just can't lose at home to Tottenham. I mean, losing to them any time <laughs> is, is terrible, but at home it just makes you feel sick, doesn't it? Um, so I've only experienced it once. Yeah, uh, that's right. Emirates. At the Emirates, uh, going into the game, actually, I was quite confident. I've done a few radio bits during the week, and people were saying to me, "Don't you think that Spurs are going to come there and, and absolutely play you off the park? They're in un- unbelievable form, and this and that." But like you just said, they've only beaten us at the Emirates once. What reason did I have to be fearful of Spurs? Um, I, I sort of suspected that Foyth was going to play. A lot of people laughed at me, but Pochettino seems to trust that guy a lot. And I don't know why, because he looks like a rabbit in the headlights every time he plays. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was fairly confident going into this game. I, I, I And I went, even when we went 2-1 down, I wasn't disappointed in Arsenal I was just annoyed and angry at the situation but I'm sure we'll go into what happened yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, of Mr Mike Dean oh yeah I, I, I have to say that even at half time I, 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 I phoned my dad and uh, you know he was moaning about Mike Dean and, and um, <laughs> you know like the decision he says wait till you get home and you see it see what you think um, but I said to him do you know what I feel that we're going to at least get something out I thought we was going to get another goal I thought we was going to score and I, I, I thought that it would probably end the draw, if I'll be honest, at half-time. I, I, and, and I'll be honest, I would have took a draw at half-time. Mm. I'll give him one thing, uh, Mike Dean. He did level it up second half by sending off Ventargan and making it 11 against 11, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he, did like, yeah. he certainly did like it. You know I mean? like, you know. I'd imagine he's got a cockerel tap tap. Tattooed somewhere, like you know, probably on his arse, <laughs> sort of thing. Like he's got. Yeah, he's a, like, he's a bit of a cock, isn't he? He's a bit yeah, of a cock, a bit of a attention yeah, seeker, isn't he? So yeah, I can't stand the bloke. But right, the game's kicked off. I've got to say, I don't know how you guys think. First twenty minutes, I, I that's the best twenty. To be honest, it's the best we've played over a ninety-minute period. If I be honest, I, I know that we went two-one down at half-time, but I thought we played well. You know, what I mean, that first twenty minutes, my God, we come out of the blocks, didn't we? And yeah. Um, yeah. And we produced um, 
some really, really good stuff. Um, Awobi and Mkhitaryan. I don't think Awobi played that bad, if I'll be honest. He no, just missed I, a couple of good chances. I don't yeah. know, what would you think about that, Graham? I, I think he was the one underperformer on the day, uh, Awobi. And he did have that great chance when we were in the ascendancy at 1-0. Um, I think what impressed me about the start, Lee, was the way we pressed so high at the start. We yeah. really did high press, incessant high press. We knocked Tottenham out of their rhythm, didn't we? Right from the start, they were misdirecting passes. We were all over them in that first 20 minutes. And we were led, actually, by uh, Abamyang. Abamyang in that game was, not only did he was he our match winner, our man of the match, uh, uh, or you could argue that Torreira was probably uh, pushing him close, or if not man of the match, but Bamiang completed something like five tackles in that game. But we, we it, I have to say, I thought Mkhitaryan was really good at the start in terms of he was instigating a lot of our attacking stuff. But him and Awobi were actually sort of like pressing really high and forcing Tottenham back in that first 25 minutes. And I think this was Emery's game plan at the start, really, was to press high at the start of the match. Uh, and we started off with ferocity, didn't we? And... Um, we sort of like were harrying them into mistakes. They were misplacing passes all over the pitch. And I couldn't believe what I was seeing from this Tottenham team. I, I put a preview show out on AFTV last week that I thought we should go with 3-4-3, actually. Uh, obviously, I got the personnel wrong because I thought that Ozil would play. And that was the first big news we got when we got to the stadium, that Ozil was out with a back spasm. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but he wasn't in the team. Uh, and, of course, the other big news was that uh, Pochettino, as Harry said, has uh, got tremendous faith in this foif. He, I cannot believe when Aldevera wasn't on the pitch. And I have to say yeah, that, was a, that was a great for us I'm, that he wasn't. And, yeah, uh, the, oh, yeah. and the other thing is, Lee, just as we talk about this opening, was in that first 20 minutes, um, we sort of like uh, did what I wanted us to do. We took the middle of the pitch out the equation. Uh, we got it up into there final third and we were pressing them right from the top uh, and if you look at the stats in that first 20 minutes Ericsson and Ali barely touched the ball uh, and that's because we were really good we used the wing backs high there's one good reason to keep this system really going uh, uh, and we're we going to touch on R uh, Ramsey's part in this uh, second half switch to 3-5-2 and I know we are because he was superb on Sunday Aaron Ramsey but the one good reason to keep this uh, system going was Kalazanak. He was uh, like a monster in that first half. He was surging down that line. He created something like five chances, most chances created in the game. Created two cutbacks for Bellerin and for Awobi at the, uh, I believe it was one for Awobi, I think. But, but, uh, or maybe it was for Aubameyang, actually, that he swung and couldn't get a connection on. But he certainly, Kalazanak, was bombing down that wing. He won that battle against Sissoko. Sissoko is a very important part of Tottenham's cog in that he basically does a lot of dirty work, a lot of recoveries. But we were sort of like harrying him. He, he wasn't assured. He was making mistakes, as all the Tottenham players was, and it all because, I think, this high press, how Emery started the game league. Yeah, I, I, I've got to say that I thought that Emery got his tactics spot on, and he, would have, he wouldn't have been happy, Harry, uh, going in at 2-1 down. What, 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 let's, let's, let's just talk a little bit before we go on to the... Uh, I want to talk about Kalazan, actually, uh, uh, because after yesterday... I'm in love with him. I'm in love with him. <laughs> I mean, I've got to say, I love the man. Like, you know what I mean? It, I, if, I, I just, not just for his play, but just for the way he was. I mean, we're going to that a little bit later on. But I, I felt that there we are. We've gone one nil up. Um, a penalty, you know, um, for Tongan. Um, I didn't even see it. I don't know if you guys see it. Didn't even know what he'd give the penalty for. I had to ask about. We've gone one nil up. And then we had a calamity of five minutes. Ari, what was your feelings like then? And what, what do you feel went wrong in that little spell of 10 minutes? 
Um, just before I answer that, we've been drawn in the FA Cup, by the way, guys. So just to let you know, we've got either Solihull Motors or Blackburn away. Uh, so, yeah, that's the draw for the FA Cup. But we'll come on to that later. Um, just for those not of you bad, watching. Not bad. Away, away from home to Blackburn and Blackburn yeah. away. Yeah. Um, well, it's going to be Blackburn away. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, surely. Um, yeah, just going back to your question about how I was feeling at that time. It was anger. Anger like I've not felt in a long, long time. Uh, because like Graham's just said, and, and you said, we were brilliant in that opening sort of stage of the game. I think uh, there's been a lot of talk, hasn't there, this season about Arsenal starting games slowly. And we did the opposite. We caught Tottenham by surprise, in my opinion. Um, what I thought was happening, actually, in the first half was I felt that Tottenham had identified Granite Xhaka and Lucas Torreira, as our, particularly Xhaka, as our outlet when we had the ball amongst the back three. Um, and similar to what they'd done against Chelsea the week before, where they closed Jorginho out of the game and constantly surrounded him, they'd done the same to Granit Xhaka. Um, they completely crowded him out in the opening stages. But luckily, we had the ability to play those balls into the wide areas to Bellerin and Kolasinac and get them up the pitch. And we sort of bypassed our midfield quite a bit in that first half, and we were really, really direct. Um, obviously, that dropped off in the second half, and that's why... Sort of Granit Xhaka and Torreira started to pull the just one thing there. Yeah, it's Blackpool, yeah. not Blackburn. Uh, it's on the um, Sky Sports app. Is saying Black Blackburn? It's on the BBC one. Solihull or Blackpool? Yeah. What? Solihull, Blackpool. Yeah. Yeah. Look, have a look at this. It says Blackburn here on the. Uh, oh, it does say Blackburn. Yeah. 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 That's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Sack them. Sack them. Sack them for that. <laughs> Sack them. That's terrible, wasn't it? Um. But yeah, so I'll I, I tell you what. I've got, just sorry, just just interrupt there. I prefer yeah. Blackbolt or Blackburn. Blackburn was yeah. <laughs> a little tricky little side. Do you know what I mean? So can I? Can I, can I just say Newcastle Blackburn well, it is Newcastle yeah. Blackburn. So it is yeah. Blackpool. I think so, I think uh, what happened was uh, we went with this three four three. Just taking Harry's point there, uh, and we did start really fast. We did catch him by surprise. I think that's that's absolutely right, Harry. And for twenty five minutes, the game plan worked really well. But Tottenham were just starting to show signs of getting a grip in the game, weren't they? Songard was their one dangerous outlet down that left hand side. He had a couple of half chances, a couple of shots across goal. Then I made one good save, uh, and I think that. Um, you know, we. I think for what happened was Socrates, who I thought had a really good game actually. You know, but he does give away a few silly free kicks at times, and he gave yeah. away that stupid free kick. Now, the one thing you can't do against Tottenham is what they do is they press you in their middle, uh, in that uh, middle third to try and get turnovers and also to get free kicks because they've got Christian Eriksen, who's one of the best deliverers of a free kick in the Premier League, and, and so. Uh, he delivered a perfect free kick in at that, uh, which Dyer got across uh, our back line and flicked. And Leno, unfortunately for us, should have done better. And it, it went in at 1-1. Now, then all of a sudden, we've been on top, the better team, for 25 minutes. They got uh, uh, in at 1-1. They got, sorry, they got back to 1-1. And then, of course, what happened on the touchline, I suppose we have to touch on that, is there was a melee on the touchline, weren't there, between the substitutes. Now, I don't know, people were saying to me that Dyer said... Uh, did something to uh, to the North Bank or something. But the, there was melee with the substitutes uh, got involved. It's good to see old Rambo in there, wasn't it? Old Rambo was in there. He knows what a North Dar North London derby means, old Rambo, doesn't he? And he was in there in one of their players' faces. I think it was Deli Alley. But the whole thing kicked off. But what that did, unfortunately for us, was we lost, we lost our heads. I, I've been crying out for the passion, passion in our team 
for weeks, you know, a bit of passion. And we, we had passion, but we then took it that little bit too far and we lost concentration. And then within a minute, we're 2-1 down. And I think the players, um, as I say, sort of like lost their concentration and then lost their heads or lost their heads and lost concentration. I think that's the thing to say. And when that ball's played through to Song, we can debate whether uh, it was a penalty or not. Now, when, when I saw it at real time, I thought it was a penalty. I've looked at it back a few times and I have to say two things. One, it was possibly very minimal touch, but I think Song played for the penalty. But I also think Song was not in control of the ball in the penalty box. When you look at it, he'd overrun it or he'd lost control of the ball. The ball was running out. So the question is then for Mike Dean, does he give a penalty for a slight touch? Is it enough for a penalty? But does he also think that Song has lost that ball? He's not. He's lost control of the ball. I don't know what you think about that. The one thing I'll think about the penalty is, I've, I've watched it a few times, and uh, listen, I think he's dived, if I'll be honest. And when you yeah. get people like on Sky Sports, um, all saying that, you know, all the refs on the, on the, in the papers today are all saying, we don't blame Mike Dean, you know, Song dived and made it after him. Well, if, if they're all saying that, and apparently you only need three, you have to have the majority of three on a panel. And if they all say that, then he's going to be banned. And I think that it's got to happen because it's not the first time that Spurs have cheated for penalties. They, they do it quite constantly a lot. And I think it needs to be uh, sorted out now. This this thing about contact, I'm going to say, gets on my nerves because, you know, if you have contact, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a penalty. You know what I mean? Like If I if I touch my table like that, and it, it, that is not a penalty. You know, and it, you know, and also the the way the tackle was, there's no way that he could um, go over the way he did, and mm. that that to me was the you know the thing. But I, I this is the thing, and I would, if I was refereeing, I would have thought, well, that, that's not that's not a natural way to fall or whatever from mm. that tackle. But Mike Dean is desperate to be in the headlines, and that's that's the problem. Like you know, what I, I mean? can't see how Mike Dean could have been a hundred percent certain that was a penalty. Absolutely, no, 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 I, absolutely I, 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 no way. Absolutely no way. I, I, I think you're right. What, what do you think, Harry? Like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to go bang banging on about Mike Dean all the time because I, I just can't stand the bloke. I've, I think he's a poor ref. But what, what's your what's your take on it? So with Mike Dean, I think it's uh, you know we we joke that he's a Spurs referee and this and that and there was a couple of those stupid clips, weren't they, where they he looked like he was celebrating a goal. He wasn't celebrating a goal. I mean, come on, um, but. For me, Mike Dean is just a shit referee. Yeah. It doesn't matter who he's, who he's refereeing. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, Harry, yeah, but, you know, being a host, yeah. you know. He's just shit. He's shit at his job. And do you, do you, Harry, do you think he was evening it up? Because he gave us a penalty, didn't he? We have to talk about that. The uh, well, He gave us a penalty for the Ventonagan handball, didn't he? So was he evening it up, do you think? Well, this is the thing for me, Graham. Even our penalty, he didn't want to bloody give it. He didn't give it. Nah, it was the linesman that the put the flag up. Yeah. He didn't want to give that. So he completely avoided that one. He pretended he didn't bloody see it. And the one that he could not have possibly seen in a million years, he's gone and pointed to the spot. Now, I, I sit in that corner. I'm in block six by the corner flag where the, the melee broke out. Um, and obviously, Son was on my side of the goal. And he, he's come down there and he's getting towards the byline. And, and it's a classic case of a striker who's running out of pitch and he's yeah. being closed down and he's got no options and doesn't know what to do. So he thinks... I'll take a tumble and hope that I get something here. And, and that's so, so, exactly... Yeah, so, so do you think then, in fact, do you agree with me then? He'd lost control of the ball. The ball was running away from him, wasn't it? You absolutely. seem to be agreeing with me. 
Absolutely. He's tried. So should a referee give a should a referee give a pen then when the player's not going to gain an advantage anyway? He's, he's lost the ball. The ball's going out, isn't it? Well, the referee can't give something he's not seen. And there's no way he saw that contact. Because I've watched the replay 10, 15 times and I've just seen a tiny little bit of contact. There is no way Mike Dean's seen that. He's completely mm. guessed. And watching him from my angle, he seemed to step around two players before pointing to the spot. So obviously his yeah. view was blocked as well. So it's just ridiculous. He just wants to be in the headlines all the time. He's a pathetic referee. He should be taken off Premier League games full stop. It doesn't matter who's playing. And, you know, I can't wait till VAR comes next season. I can't wait because then people like Mike Dean have to be accountable for their decisions. We can't, they can't be hiding behind this. Oh, I didn't see it or I thought I saw it because now you're going to have an opportunity to look at it properly. And if you still get it wrong, then, mate, you're gone. Yeah, I, I agree. I just think that, you know, he's just a poor, poor ref. And uh, uh, let's just talk a little bit about the melee. I, I know it's not good for the for the game and everything like But do you know what? I, I, there were two incidents yesterday, yeah, or three. I'll go on to one was in the second half. But when all that started a couple of seasons ago, that would have happened and nothing would have happened. And it, it, it was like... Bullying t tactics at the highest level, you know what I mean? Deli Alley, if you ever look at him, he goes into Kadozi. That's the one he goes for, 19-year-old kid. A uh, little, little bit of bullying. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I want you to, I want you to, and who's ever watching this, if you've got it on video, just watch Deli Alley, right? He goes in there to, with Kadozi. Ramsey gets hold of him and all that. And then he, when it's all going off, he sl slips round the side, round the, round the back, and starts talking and grassing to, day, to, 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 to Mike Dean. Santo's done this, Santo. He is the most slimiest, horrible, little bloke <laughs> that I ever, ever wish to meet. I, I can't stand him. He's a little devious little rat. And um, <laughs> if you ever look at that, just have a little look at what he does. You know what I mean? And and, and the thing is, he come unstuck because, do you know what? I think he thought, ah, it's only Arsenal, we get away with this here. And all of a sudden, this is a different Arsenal. And things happen, you know what I mean? And then, then when the actual penalty goes in there, just have a look at Kanazan. Just have a look at him, like, you know what I mean? If someone says something, he's into him. And then that Suzoko, who's a big old boy himself, gets involved. And oh, oh Kanazan says, I'll, I'll have some of you and all that. And then it's fantastic. There was, you know, a, a, a real sense of like, um, you know, we're not going to be messed about with no more. And mm. do you know what? Like the Vieiras and, and people like that have, have in the past, Martin Keowns and that. I think that we've got a little bit of that with Socrates, yeah. with Kolesinac, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and and others follow it. You know, I'm not being horrible, but well, if you're on a football field and, you're, and it's getting a little bit iffy and all that, like if you've got someone you know that can handle themselves... You, you know, you're right up for it. Like, you know, now I'd go, I'd stand behind that Kalazanets every game. You know what I mean? Like, I'd go, go on, go on, get in there, side, go on, I'll go on, I'm going to come with you. And I just think that it's, it's so, it's so evident that when he was out there today, that no one was going to mess with him because you can see that he's, he's a big physical um, specimen. And, you know, from his background and all that, you know, you, you can imagine that he's, he's one hard so and so. And I just think that, you know, there was a, uh, an incident in the second half when someone got injured and Harry Winks was leaning over leaning over at him, giving him the finger and all that. Within seconds, someone just grabbed hold of him. Get out of the way. What are you doing? You know, we've got a player on the floor and you're giving him stick. A couple of years ago, that would have been allowed to happen. And I'm not saying it's down to 
the new manager, I just think it's a different mentality that's been brought in with certain players being brought into him. Socrates, you know what I mean? Whether you think he's a great defender or not, if if he if he feels he has to foul, he will foul. And I love it. And I absolutely love it. You know what I mean? And it, we, we've got to get a little bit more back in that. And I thought that was a great thing yesterday to see that. And I'll, t- I'll tell you what I'm going to say like now. We're going a, bit, a little bit about Man United. I feel confident going up to Man United for the first time in a, in a few years. Not saying that we're going to win it, but I'll tell you what, we're not going to get bullied. And mm. I love that fact. You know what I mean? That, 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 you know, we're not, you know, teams have bullied us. Uh, the Emirates, you know what I mean? Like, and it ain't going to happen no more. And I, I just thought that that little bro, I know what you're saying there, it took us off our little stride a little bit, but mm. I also think it was a little bit of an advantage just going into the second half. For instance, seen on match of the day, Dyer, you know what I mean? Like, what's a, what's a, you know, what this fantastic player that Dyer is turning, turning around to Aaron Ramsey, who's not fit enough to lace uh, Aaron Ramsey's boots, by the way, uh, go and sit back down. You know what I mean? And Aaron Ramsey coming out after the game and going, hashtag he t- told me to sit down. You know, I think he's absolutely fantastic, boys. I really do, you know. Well, what's our thoughts on that, then? Do you think that we was... Because I, 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 there's a different Arsenal with that. that it's, it's not just in the, the local... It's not just because it was a North London derby as well. Harry? Harry? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I don't think that you should go on a football pitch looking for trouble. But when teams come to try and bully you, you need to stand your ground. And, and you're exactly right. Players like Kolasinac, Xhaka, um, you know, Torreira, Ramsey, they're not going to take that. And, and that's what I really like. I, I was right in that corner where that all kicked off. And, and Deli Ali's a, a prat, to be honest. So is Eric Dyer <laughs> Because Eric Dyer celebrated and then he's gone away and then he's come back for it. And, and you know, mm. it, it made it even sweeter when Lacazette's shot deflected off him and went in of all yeah. people. Um, <laughs> just a little shout out as well. There's a little, there's a Spurs fan in the live chat telling us how we're going to feel when we beat him in the League Cup. Haven't they learned to just shut up? No, no. Listen, listen, <laughs> I've got to say something like, you know, about the League Cup. It didn't mean nothing two weeks ago. Like, that's just yeah, a little exactly. thing. Now, all of a sudden, no, it's a big game for you boys now. Like, you know what I mean? Because you get, you know, you got, you, you know, it's just an absolute uh, tra- travesty. Like, I will say this because there is a Spurs fan in the chat. I will say that Aubameyang didn't do himself no favours by doing the celebration in front of the Spurs fans. And I think that if I be honest, I don't think Eric Dyer done that too much wrong. I just think he sort of replicated it by doing what yeah. he'd done. It was yeah. the little bit of afters after that. And and I, I felt it was a little bit unfair to be booked. So I think it was Deli Alley that was the one. He's in there. He wants to niggle all the time. You know what I mean? And uh, he got he got caught out. You know, he tried to pick on Kadozi. But what, what I want to... I want to just, just, can I, can I just come in one thing, Lee. Yeah, uh, uh, just one thing I was going to say is, I think this is a point. Just uh, I'd like us to talk on. Uh, do you think that uh, the fact that we rested all our players in the week for the uh, Europa League game, the fact that Tottenham had had two hard games, uh, say for example, like Chelsea at home when they played out of their skins to beat Chelsea three uh, one, didn't they? And then they beat Milan. You, and the fact that we were fresh, do you think we were fresher than them? That the reason why we started quickly, do you think that had anything to do with it? Or was it just that we were uh, so fired up? I, I, no, I honestly think that Tottenham got it wrong, if I'm mm. being honest. I think Tottenham got it wrong with their back four. You can't leave out your best defender. Mm. Right. Secondly, I think that um that I always felt that the last 20 minutes they may tie. But to to their credit, 
You know, mm. they don't seem to do that, Tottenham. You know what I mean? Like, ooh, ooh, you know, they didn't have no players injured. We've got the players with the muscular injuries, like with whatever to Mustafi. Mm. And I just think that um, whatever Pochettino does with his with his training and all that, I, I, I do admire him for that because they go, they, they're like jurists. So they go on and on. Harry Kane works and works and works. Mm. Um, and, and he never, never breaks down. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so I think in the last 20 minutes, it would be, but I, I, I want to go back into that a little bit later on because I think that it, it was a key at two-two um, when um, Mustafi went off. I thought, oh, we're going to have to settle for that, but we we, we changed the system again. He went four-four-two, didn't he? Yeah, and 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 he went he went great, you know, and um, and we 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 took it to another level with the four-four-two, yeah. which I thought well, I was going to have to little, little change. But I love that that we we tra- we changed our. Uh, system and he, he didn't really hamper us and I thought oh we're going to maybe have to stick for a 2-2 two, two. but we've got it anyway we've gone in at half time 2-1 yeah. Tottenham yeah. giving it large you know what I mean as, mm. as you expect them to do we'd have done the same so uh, I come out second half the changes have been made Lacazette's on and Aaron Ramsey and people will criticise Emery and say, well, you know, um, he didn't get the team selection right at the beginning. But that, that can happen. No, I think he mean? got it right. I think he did get it so, right. I think he got the selection right, Lee. I think the selection was was good. Uh, but what he did uh, was we're behind in the game. Now, he doesn't... I think this really did... Um, this was a game that defined everything about Emery as a manager and all the work he's been doing at Arsenal was starting to bear fruit. Uh, and also uh, how proactive he is as a manager in making changes. I mean, he went with the 3-4-3, three, three, he went with the higher press and we were winning that game. We just lost concentration. A couple of key moments in the game, they turned it around. So what does he do? Half time, he thinks, how can I change this? Right, I'm going to go 3-5-2. 3-5-2, he's never played that shape this season and he brought on Lacazette to go up front with a Bamiang in a two and brought in Ramsey. So he took off uh, Mkhitaryan and Awobi. And what he think, he had a clear game plan, and that was to get uh, Lacazette and Aubameyang, I think, isolated next to their centre-halves, possibly pull them across the pitch, create space for Ramsey to run in space in that hole uh, as a third-man running midfielder. Uh, and that, I think, sort of disrupted Tottenham, knocked them out their stride again. I think the tactical tweet he did at half-time won us the game because we came out with a system that was, uh, I think, worked. He, he, those uh, centre-halves, Ventonagan and Foyf, I think were poor for most of the game, but they didn't want to be dragged into wide areas. Uh, they, neither of them have got much pace, so he dragged them out of the position, created the space in the middle for, for Ramsey to run in from. And, and I think uh, the system he employed, 3-5-2, gets the best out of Ramsey. I want to talk about that later. Whether I know Ramsey's supposedly leaving the club, but if we've ever found a system that suits Ramsey, 3-5-2 is the system. This is it. Because basically, yeah. Ramsey, one of the criticisms of him is his unaccountability, that he's always running forward too much uh, out of position, loves sort of attacking, but doesn't like defending. Uh, you can argue about the merits of that. And I know, Lee, you might disagree that he works as hard as anyone. But he basically, in a, when you've got two holding midfielders, he can then be like a Frank Lampard running third man midfielder. And when you've got two forwards up that you can sort of like get space uh, in the middle of when Lacazette and Aubameyang are pulling out into wide areas, that suits Ramsey. And then we've got, he doesn't have to worry about defending. We've got the two holding midfielders and we've got the three centre-halves at the back. So I think this was, first of all, a tactical masterclass by Emery to go with this system. Uh, 
said everything about him as a manager. I, I fucking love Emery. That's my second F word. <laughs> right? I, 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 I fucking love Emery. I've, his passion. Yeah, right? hanging around I watched him on the touchline. Yeah, 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 he was directing. He was telling the players when to go long, telling the players when to go short. He was he was kicking every football, and I, I love that about him. And when he when I saw him uh, when we went two one down, I watched him. He had his hands across his face. It's almost like he couldn't believe we were losing that game two one. And he's thinking, well, what can I do? And he, and he had a plan. He went into that dressing room. He said, right, we're two one down. This is what I'm doing. He made positive changes and he made great tweaks. And then when we went into the lead, he shored it up really with a four four two. What he did when Mustafi went off with the injury. Obviously, we went to the two centre-backs, but what he cleverly did, he had Lacazette and Aubameyang pulling out wide, trying to run in behind Tottenham uh, in wide areas again for that last 20 minutes, and we kept our shape. So he changed the system three times on Sunday. 3-4-3 three, yeah, three he started with for the high press. Then he went 3-5-2 to retrieve the game when we lost concentration, went behind, and then he went 4-4-2, and I think he's a fucking brilliant manager. I have to say, that's yeah, my third uh, F-word. Uh, okay, well, thank you for that, uh, Graham. Like, you know, so, uh, we do, do apologise for our younger listeners here, like you know. And uh, but but saying that, what I'm saying is, I, I felt that he come in and, and, and it was, uh, you know, a tactical master play, plan and all that. I'm going to say this there, but with 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 tactics, they're all fair. They're all you know. We can all do that. We can all put them on the ball, but ultimately. The, the players play. have to perform yeah. in that in those tactics, and and I've got to say this, um, Harry, um, Hector Bellerin gets a lot of stick on, and and uh, already I've been talking to a few people and all that have straight away jumped on the bandwagon of his bad passes, the one that put in Song, yeah. jumping on that, but his pass for the second goal is absolutely sublime. I know that Aaron Ramsey does really well, and then the finish is is you know by a bam. Harry, talk me through that goal. I've watched it loads of times, but I feel now I need to be be talked for it by you, Harry. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, like you said, the pass was was outstanding, wasn't it? it had just the right weight, the right spin on it um, to get around the defender. Ramsey got there, and and one of the things that I've criticised Ramsey for in the past is maybe holding on to the ball too long, maybe trying stuff that's a little bit too flash at times. But he literally first touch, he, he just played it into Abamyang, and then Abamyang just takes the whole stadium by surprise by hitting that so early. I think that was the key to that goal. It's a great finish and everything, but the fact that he's hit it so early has caught me, you, and then most importantly, Hugo Lloris by yeah. surprise because he's really <laughs> yeah. to the spot. Um, yeah. So it was, a, it was a great goal. And, and for me, Hector Bellerin is so key to the way that Unai Emery wants to play. And we're now playing a system that suits him. Um He's getting more protection when he goes forward, protection that he wasn't getting under Arsene Wenger. Um, and so, of course, he's going to flourish. You know, he's got a lot of assists this season, um, or if not assists, pre-assists, as they now call key them. Passes. The pass. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, obviously, there's that. I just think with, like, there was one instance yesterday in the first half, actually, where someone played a ball through, and I think Son was running down the flank. And people were calling, why isn't Bell? Bellerin getting back and it, I think Mustafi had come out to the right and Bellerin had just tucked inside him. He was making the run backwards inside him and that's what they've been asked to do. So, you know, to criticise Bellerin for that is wrong. It means, you, you, without being horrible, it means you don't understand what you're watching because the tactic is that Bellerin is to bomb forward at every opportunity. He, Him and Kalasinac on the other side or Monreal, whoever it may be, are the only width that Unai Emery wants in his football team. So, 
people need to understand that. Stop getting on on, on Bellerin's back. Yeah, yes. I, I, I agree. You, with talk, that. you talked to Lee. You talked about. Um, uh, he came up with a tactic three five two, and it was a great system, and it exploited Tottenham. But and you did say there. You said the players have to uh, carry it out. Uh, I think this was testament to all the work that they've been doing on the training ground. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Of course, you 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 have to have you have to put these guys. I think at the end of the day, you, you don't just Graham, you just don't go and play three five two, and and it works. They've they've worked on that. You know what I mean? They've worked. So yeah, yeah. I thought that the change of systems was so smooth that that shows yeah. you what a good what what good things is because that's what I'm going to go on to next. Now I think. Mustafi gets, you know, he gets a lot of criticism and all that, like. And then we've got this system going, and we're 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 now on top of them. We're two two, and it looks like we're gonna we're gonna get love and behold from 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 that mistake from uh, Bellerin, you know. Um, Mustafi gets injured. Now I don't know what that injury is because he, he come back on to run it off, but he's out. So I feel now he's going to be doubtful for. for it's for a precaution. They, I think they took him off as a precaution. I don't think he's necessarily out, is he Wednesday? I don't know. So, but but, but he's gone off. We're two two. So yeah. I think you know, we're going to settle for this now. But now we, we've we, you know we I'd like to see us go to Man United with that same system. By the way, we'll talk about that in a minute. But he's now got it back to. We've gone to a four four two two as we've said. With um, Ramsey playing in a different position to what he was um, yeah. uh, doing there, so we're two-two, and then we, um, we 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 go up another level. If I if I'll be honest, mm. I thought the next twenty minutes was sensational. Uh, mm. You know, in that in that um, in that system, um, we we, uh, we 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 again start pressing at high high level, which was where Ramsey nicks it off of their their uh, young defender. Um, Graham, just going into it now, the, the actual ball, this is what uh, if, uh, bugbears me about, about assists, you yeah. know what I mean? Because Aaron Ramsey gets an assist for that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it was it was a good ball, I'm not saying it, but there was, it was so, all lack of, so it was all lack much work, more to do. Yeah, yeah, so much more to do from that. And, and, and also had a little bit of luck on the way as well, but just fr from that, we've, We've gone through to it was a you know Lacazette done everything there a little bit of luck but it's quite what was it like Harry just coming to you a little bit because you're on that side he, he comes over that side doesn't he Lacazette like and they're yeah. all bundled I I've got to say and this is one thing I want to bring up guys that the substitutes you know at Arsenal at this moment in time they're all bundling on as well like you know what I mean mm. there's some some you, you watch Man United and you've got substitutes got having the ump and not this and it everybody seems to be. In it, you know what I mean, and and I always feel if you look at the substitutes, um, and they're all celebrating like they are, that's a good sign. And you know, from that that minute on, to go three two up, the the, the place just exploded, didn't it, Harry? Yeah, it did. It went absolutely nuts. I think I ended up three or four rows further forward than my seat is. I don't know how that happened. It was. Can we can we just touch on that goal first? I mean, uh, we talked about Ramsey nicked it off Foyth. I would say. He didn't really nick it off him, Lee. I think we have to say. I think we have to say that Foyth made a complete pig's ear of it. Um, he basically sort of like was dallying and lost concentration and lost the ball when Rambo nicked it off him. But when he played it up to Lacazette, Lacazette has a lot to do. Uh, but I have to say, if I was the Tottenham manager, I wouldn't have been very happy with that defending. I think the defenders stood off him. Uh, Dyer in particular turned his back on it. Uh, and I think the defending was not very good. Having said that, Lacazette, it was all his own work. He worked hard to get the position. And then he got it onto his left foot. I don't know if you guys noticed, but as he shot, he sort of slipped, didn't he? Slipped, yeah. He slipped did as, slip, he, yeah. as he hit it, he slipped. 
and it takes that nick of dire, which takes it away, adds pace to it as well. We have to say the nick of dire uh, added pace to the shot, and it went in past Larice. And with that, I was out of my seat. You know, sort of. Like, <laughs> it was just an unbelievable moment. And, and to, I just never. I did say uh, pre-game, we got to get behind the team 100%. Even when we were behind, not lose belief. And, and I think the fans kept believing all through the game. So when that went in, the eruption in the stadium was absolutely unbelievable, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Was, Harry, what was it, was it like when, because it was over by you? It, it went absolutely mad. And I must admit, when I saw Lacazette, it, it seemed like the chance had gone. And then he sort of, as Graham said, he slipped as he hit it. And I thought, this is just going to trickle into the goalkeeper's arms. And then that deflection, like you said, added pace, added spin took it away from from Loris and, I, and we all went absolutely bonkers in that corner um, <laughs> as you do but yeah like I said earlier on it made it even sweeter that it was off Eric Dyer after what he'd done earlier yeah. on in the game mm. um, but yeah you, the pressing thing isn't it it's, that's what it all comes down to I know Foyth did make a mess of it and I've already said earlier on in the show that I don't know why he's playing in that team uh, to be honest but what, what we what saw did you make of um, what did you make of lack of celebration when he spun away there? It's almost like, you know, did you see his face? I thought he was going to yeah. sort of like the, uh, the emotion. That's it. And there's a real uh, togetherness about this team. And, and Lee touched on it about the substitutes getting involved in celebrations and stuff. And one of the things Nigel Winterburn said today actually was, it what what is so pleasing is that as a substitute, if you get hooked off at half time in a North London derby, that is soul destroying. Mm. But but the fact that those players are are reacting to that well, they feel as part of the team, and and that's all come because Emery's getting results, so they're buying into mm. what he's doing, and you can see it. You know, Guendouzi before he come on, he was just on that um, on that sideline. He was he was stretching out, he was warming up, he had his tracksuit off. He wanted to come on. He was desperate to come on. You could see that yeah. just from watching him warm up. But yeah, when he when Lacazette come into the corner, everyone went absolutely mad and the bundle and everything. It's, there's a real togetherness there and it's lovely to see. And, you know. do, do, you know, do, you know, do you know another thing that I know? I don't know if you if you guys thought this as well, but when we've gone 3-2 up, that the atmosphere in the ground, it just seemed to be like like energising towards another gut. I don't mm. know if you, do you know, do you know what I mean? It yeah. just like, it was just like, right, we've, we've got three, we want to get four now, you know what I mean? It was just so much mm. energy in and around the stands, you know what I mean? Now, I know when we go Huddersfield in a, in a couple of, uh, on Saturday, it's yeah. next week, it's not going to be like that, I know that, but but mm. it would, wouldn't it be fantastic if it could be just like, or half of like that, you know what I mean? But So we're 3-2 we're up now, and when, when did you realise... Right, that we was going to win this game. What, what what point did you think this game's over now? Well, I, and we I, can enjoy the last whatever you, you minutes of in, this Harry? game. Harry, you coming first, mate? Uh, Terrera, when Terrera scored, yeah, when I was going to say the same thing. When Terrera scored, and I was just thinking to myself, for God's sake, mate, square it to Lacazette. He's completely yeah. open. There's an open goal. <laughs> yeah. You are a defensive midfield player. He's a master striker. Just lay it off to him, for God's sake. And to have the balls to do that was incredible. And, you know, when he took off his shirt and went, and went absolutely mad, you know, I, I just, I, it's weird because you're, you're enjoying the moment. He's celebrating. You're going absolutely crazy. And then this this thing comes in your head of, 
oh shit, he's going to get a yellow card now. And you think, what, what, <laughs> what a bullshit rule. Whoever come yeah, up with that yeah. needs to look at themselves in a mirror. He couldn't wait no, oh, yeah. Dean, could he? He's waiting there <laughs> like, you know, like a Hulk, wasn't he? Like, you know what I mean? So, uh, and, the, and the other good know. thing... Oh, look, 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 look somebody's just joined us. Like, you know what I mean? Good evening! Good evening! for two! My apologies for my late arrival, but I've just been sitting in the doctor's. Unfortunately, my little boy is not very well, so my apologies. But, um, good evening, good want... afternoon, good morning. Good <laughs> afternoon, good morning. Oh, no, we've, got, uh, we've got kids here and all sorts, they're all running around. Um, I've, been... Shh. I've been watching <laughs> sitting in the doctor's. <laughs> good evening to everyone. If we've been coming over all right, have we been coming over all right? You're absolutely superb, the lot of you. Thank you very oh, much. For, uh, Craig, I apologise. Apologise for a couple of f words, mate. I'm sorry about that. No worry, mate. He's letting himself, yeah, let himself down, Craig. Yesterday, really. Drops the f bomb. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, totally unprepared. He wouldn't do that on a Arsenal fan TV, would he? No, he wouldn't. <laughs> I'll get branded with the rest of them, then, wouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> I do Craig, need. Uh, just give us your thoughts on on the, on the, on what you thought it was like. You know, we've obviously seen it from from uh, the perspective of being inside the ground. What was it like watching it on telly and everything? Well, let, one second, then. Let me just put this up on. Um, get this little stand up guy in here. I think. Can you see me still? Oh, that's not very good, is it? That's it. We're actually, we can we can see you. Yeah, see you uh, what, watching it at home on telly. Well, I, I need a new radiator cover. Um, <laughs> people think I'm joking I, when Toyra scored the first one I, I, because I, I make the kids jump you see when I jump up mm. so I ran out of the, I ran out of the front room to come out in the kitchen to let out a roar and then I went running back into the living room and slid across the front the front room floor on my knees and I didn't it's, they still hurt actually and I didn't actually think I was going to go that fast and I just went flying into the radiator cover and I bent it <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah the missus is not too happy we're down a radiator cover but um, <laughs> nah, it was brilliant wasn't it I, well I've got to say I, I was sitting in front of the telly at 2-1 just sitting there thinking to myself oh no you know trying to think of my excuses what am I going to say to the fuckers at work now tomorrow but um, what a turnaround. What a turnaround. What, is, what you know, going to the 3 5 2, I just heard you talking about it there on, on the way home. Going to the 3 5 2 with Ramsey, you know, Ramsey in the hole there behind Lacazette and, and, and Abamyang was what a, what a, you know, what a masterstroke. What an well, absolute masterstroke. It took balls, didn't it, to do something like yeah. that? To, oh, to chug them oh, I, I, I had massive. Even though I was sitting there thinking of, thinking of excuses, I uh, I knew Emery was going to do something. Did you mm. see? There was an icon. It's, it's an absolutely iconic moment to me yesterday when they went two nil up. The camera two panned one. round to the, the, the to, sorry two one yeah. up. The camera yeah. panned round to Emery, and he was just standing there going, "Hmm, mm. yeah, what am I going to do here now?" Mm. Do you know? <laughs> I just knew he was going to do something, and I. I, 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 I when it went to 2-2, two, two, that's it. I said, that's it. We're going to win this game now. We're going to win this game. They're going to fall to pieces. Let's be honest. They only had five minutes of the game. One where Eric Dyer scored um, the header, which was an awful mistake by Leno, by the way. Um, mm. Awful goalkeeping. Um, mm. 
Always the critic for the goalies, though, as you know. Uh, and then, of course, the penalty that they got that was uh, that was never a penalty, although I did think it was a penalty the first time I saw it. I was thinking mm. to myself, what, holding? What are you doing going in like that? Mm. But, um, no, and, you know, you see the replay and it's quite clearly a dive. Mm. But it's just absolutely fantastic. Um, I haven't felt that high for ages when that final whistle went. Oh, my God. Brilliant. Uh, I, I just think asking other... all three of you guys. Yeah. I was okay, just ask all three guys, what was your best goal? What was your favourite goal out of all three? Aubameyang. The Bellerin to Ramsey to Aubameyang for me. Yeah. I'll tell you my favourite one was the Lacazette one. And mm. I'll tell you why. He buried a ghost there yesterday. Mm. That that miss at Wembley must have been haunting yeah. him oh, up until point. yesterday. Yeah, point. Yeah, very yeah, good point. He laid a ghost yeah. to rest there. Did you see his face when he was reeling away from that? It was yeah. done by Marco Tardelli. Do you remember when Marco Tardelli <laughs> scored on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. You just, you just called it right. I was, I was searching for say something like that. It's brilliant. The You've nailed ghost, it there, mate. Yeah. The ghost from Wembley has been laid to rest now. That must have been playing on his mind. You know, put us 3-2 up. There you go, son. And even better, it come off dire. You know, yeah. how's your karma? Straight yeah. into the bottom corner. You know, love it. And then, of course, Torreira puts puts Dyer on his ass then to score, you know, turns him turns him on the sixpence to score the fourth. And, you know, when that one went in, that was when I'd done damage to myself. Um, Craig, <laughs> Craig have, you, have you and Graham got the same uh, kitchen decorator? They live together. We live together next. We're just in the we're just in the next room. But um, I was actually at work, ready to go. I was just about to send you links, and uh, the missus rang. She said, "She said, you know, I'd never call you back if it wasn't um, if it wasn't needed." So I had to quickly, I had to shoot back. But he's all right. He's all right. We have to say, uh, actually, just on that, while well, Craig touches on that uh, final goal, Lee, uh, Aubameyang actually was the one who uh, had the was assist. The it was an yeah. unbelievable pass. And yeah. Dyer, uh, Torreira spun in behind Dyer, didn't he? Dyer just yeah. didn't track him, did he? That's England's defensive midfielder for you. The one who's Tim Sherwood said uh, when he picked his combined oh, Arsenal man. Spurs eleven. I think we need to talk about that. Out of the disrespect that the media showed Arsenal in the lead up to the game, I, just, I love it, Brian. I, want, I, I love it. I, wa- Let I, do it. I wanted, Let them. I, I, Craig. I wanted that team sheet pinned up in the on the Arsenal dressing room pre-match. I just yeah. wanted that, and I, he he did it. Tim Sherwood did Arsenal's team talk for for Emery, didn't Absolutely, he? Absolutely, mate. Let him do it. I think we give that idiot Tim Sherwood too much credit, though. I, I mean, if I was an Arsenal player and I looked at that team, I want Tim Sherwood's names on it. <laughs> rip it up and put it in the bin. Yeah, it's not what the paper is written on. Is this, oh. Am I right in saying his dad's a season ticket holder, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, there was in the pub last night. There was going, uh, yeah. uh, there was going Tim Sherwood, he comes from Bournemouth. He's no fucking good. It's fucking <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And the whole pub was singing it like, you know what I mean? So that, that's what we think of Tim Sherwood, like, you know. So start off, swore. Graham, you're out of order, like, you know what I mean? I'm still 2-1 so, yeah. up, mate. I'm 2-1 up. 2-1 right up. So, uh, yeah, so uh, so the atmosphere was electric yesterday. I have to say that, like. But what I, what I want to say, I know that um, we got a lot of stick from, like, the, you know, like... Uh, the Tim Sherwoods of this world, but the, the Graham Soonesses and the Gary Nevilles were, were highly um, 
giving us a lot of praise, like, you know what I mean, yeah. at the end of it. So, uh, uh, and, and particularly um, Gary Neville was saying um, some very complimentary things. I don't know that's because whether they're playing um, Man United is getting a little bit worried, but um, <laughs> that was nice to see, like, that, that people like Tim Sherwood uh, was saying what he's saying, but somebody that I do respect, and that is um, Gary Graham Sooners and Gary Neville, were, were quite the opposite. Thoughts, mm. boys? Yeah, was, that's nice to see. I mean, Gary Neville got a lot of respect for Gary Neville, uh, and um, yeah, so yeah, I did see that bit. Uh, I didn't obviously not yesterday because I was coming home, but uh, I did see that uh, on Twitter today what he said, and I think what he touched on was uh, he, he actually made the point that obviously uh, in the last two years under Wenger we were going backwards tactically, uh, and uh, Emery has come in, and he did make the point pre-game that this this would uh, be a test of where. Emery is as a manager. You'd learn a lot about his players and you'd learn a lot about himself. And uh, as you, we quite rightly said, it did take a, a lot of balls actually to make those half-time subs. We were 2-1 down uh, and he was changing the shape, going to a shape that he'd not played this season, although they practice it. So uh, I have to say, and then he complimented us on our new resilience, you know, and we have to say we did show resilience yesterday. We showed passion, we showed heart, we showed desire, intensity, but also resilience that once we got back into the game, we weren't going to let it slip. And Tottenham barely created anything second half, did they? We were just uh, in total control. And I think I, I, I said that this is the game that defined everything about the way Emery is changing the club. And uh, I think he put his stamp on the team and the club yesterday. I was so proud. I, I was a, such a proud Arsenal fan coming home last night, the way the players played, but more so for the manager. The manager, who basically in four or five short months is now turning this team into a competitive outfit. I'm not talking about us being anywhere near the level of Liverpool, Man City. Um, and we are technically, you could argue, still behind Tottenham, although we beat them in this game. But I just love what he's doing at the club. And I think that we have to give him enormous credit for what he's done. He's come in, he replaced... When you think of what happened at Man United, when Ferguson went, look at them now. I mean, managers, managers are getting sacked now for drawing against Man United. That's how, how low <laughs> they've become, you know. And uh, uh, I have to say that... Um, he has replaced, whether we think about Wenger the last two years, Arsene Wenger's stamp was all over this club. So to come in and put his own imprint on the team, the own imprint on the club, the way he's running the club now, the tactics that he's using, he's not afraid to do things, the way he is, everything I wanted from an Arsenal manager, I'm now seeing in this man. He hasn't won anything yet. But I'll take this. For four months, if you said he'd come in and we would uh, go toe-to-toe -to -toe and beat Tottenham 4-2, it was a convincing display, playing great football, scoring goals. If you'd said to me we would compete, and in my in my eyes, we, I think we were the better team in the 1-1 draw with Liverpool. If you'd said to me, and I'm not judging him on the first two games, people were saying what Arsenal were beating no one, had they? They were saying they were on this fantastic 18-game unbeaten run, but we hadn't beaten anyone. Uh, but we'd now beaten the team who are the media darlings, aren't they? All the media love Tottenham Hotspur, don't they? And, and Tottenham, the great Pochettino, the great Pochettino is tactically astute. He outdid him tactically. I think Neville praised him for the way tactically he handled that game. And, and he was so impressed and rightly so. Do you, know, do you know you say about the press? I don't think the press do like Tottenham. I just think they just build them up so they can take the piss out of them when it, when it all goes wrong. Like, I, I really do like I do. I think that's what the press are like. But um, no, Not so much the press, uh, Lee, the, the actual media. The players in the TV, the ex-players in the TV studios. I know a few well, of them are ex-Tottenham players, yeah. but they, 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 they love Tottenham Hotspur. Come on. I don't, I agree with you. Agree with you. 
Wait, well, Harry, you remember, remember when they first when they beat us the first time? Oh, the power shift. There's a power shift. Yeah. Oh, I mean, for fuck, come on. Well, they, they haven't even done anything. They haven't won a, they haven't won a trophy for 10 years, and that, that was only the Tim Pot Cup. We said this right? to win there after that. I'll yeah. tell you, like, you know what I mean? Go on now. They, what, they, what? They've won, they, listen, listen. We, they, they, they won the F. They, the last. They, I've been on the planet uh, since 1961. I luckily was born just after they won the last won the league. If I'd been born seven months earlier, I would have been born when they won the league. I, I'm hoping I can get off this planet before they win the league again. But they haven't won the league since they haven't won the league since 61, right? That's the first thing. They haven't won the FA Cup since 91. So when they talk about them uh, uh, one in each year, 61. They haven't won the league since 61. They haven't won the FA Cup since 91. The only trophy they've won in the last 27 years was a Carabao Cup. Uh, one of our ex-managers won uh, uh, one, 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 one of those two trophies. I think they won. Uh, Pochettino talks up. He's not really interested in the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup, but they would give anything for a trophy Tottenham at the moment, wouldn't well, they? Well, I'll tell you this now, Graham. That's a very good point because he has turned around and says he's got no interest in the League Cup. So I'll be, I, 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 I've got this little feeling that Harry Kane will somehow turn up. Yeah, well, you're not, you're you not forgetting one key thing. They have put the pressure on. They put pressure on in that first half. I'll give them that, like, you know what I mean? Listen, guys, we've also got a big game coming up. Wins, we're gonna have a little talk about that, like, you know, let's have a little can we, talk. About Lee, that. Before we go on to that game, can we just? I just wanted to bring this up. First of all, I've kept this on my phone for nearly an hour, so I've got to say it. Did go we on. think, did we, did we think that Abamiang or Torreira was man of the match on Sunday? Who would we give it to, first of all? Oh, Torreira all day, right? Uh, Lee. I'm tempted, Aaron, I'm tempted to give it to Aaron. I was tempted to give it to Aaron Ramsey, but no. <laughs> I, 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 I personally think I think Torreira was outstanding. I loved loved him in that. But for me, Abamyang, the the second goal was the the turning point for me. It was the it, it was the game. You know, we, we we needed we needed something special. He delivered. And I love him for it. And, so, and so, also, so, for so before before we go to Harry, then where are we standing? I'm going for Torreira. You're going for Bamang. Who'd you go for, Craig? All day. Torreira. All day. Danny, Harry. Danny, Harry. Danny, Harry. Right. Can I just say then? I, I, I've saved this on my phone. Can I just get this out? Right. Torreira. This is his stats on uh, Sunday. Hundred percent tackles one. 90% pass accuracy, 12 times regained possession, scored the final goal and was made man of the match on Sky, apparently. So, yeah, and, got and that, I, like, you know what I mean? And, and also, he took his shirt off and got booked. So <laughs> yeah, I, I thought to me he was man of the match. So, I, I, but, you know. Listen, what, I think, what, you what, know, he was outstanding. But, you know. He was the heartbeat of everything we did, I thought, to was, He was. And listen, if, 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 you know, if, if he got man of the match, I wouldn't argue. I just feel that. You know, there's been a little bit of criticism about Aubameyang, if I'll be honest. I've been there saying that he's not quite that. But, um, you know, against Wolves, I was very, very critical. But that was a massive game. Don't don't take anything away from that. It was a massive game right. for us yesterday. Okay. And just, just he, one... he turned up. Yeah. Just before just you carry on, but... just before you yeah, carry on, I must go. I'm going to leave you to it. No worries, Craig. Uh, yeah. Take care, Craig. Like um, yeah, sorry again for letting you all down. I... I, there was a podcast I wanted to do, by God, it was this one. Um, uh, you know, my kids, me kids come first. So uh, no enjoy problem. the show. No 
See you all later. Hello, okay, boy. Right, Lee, just one final point before we get on to the Man United game then. All my Tottenham mates, all my Tottenham mates, even a couple of me Millwall mates, I'll give a shout out to Barry Higgins, Millwall fan, said to me last night, we would not have won that game had Meza Ozil been starting, right? So obviously his omission uh, uh, was key at the start with the fact we were pressing so high. Do we think, what do we think? I'll go to Harry first. But Harry, just touch on that Ozil not, do you think Ozil would have, had he played, do you think we still would have been playing with the same intensity? Do you think we missed Ozil? Um, I don't think we missed Ozil yesterday because we created chances anyway. I thought we missed Ozil at Bournemouth though. Um, but it, it's a sacrifice you have to make if you want to be a little bit more solid defensively. I, I take issue with this whole Ozil thing because, you know, there is a strong possibility that Ozil actually has a back problem. I mean, how many times have we heard it in the last two, three seasons that he's got issues with his lower back and that he has spasms and stuff? It's quite feasible that that is actually the case. But yet every time it comes out that he's got a problem with his back, it's, oh, Ozil's falling out with the manager. Ozil wants to leave. Ozil's this, Ozil's that. That gets on my nerves because... Harry, 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 mate, yeah. you've done a Theresa May. You've ducked the question. All right, if, if Meza Ozil been in... If, <laughs> how are we doing a Brexit vote tonight? Anyway, no, if, if Meza Ozil been in the starting line, Harry, would we have been able to play at the same level, the same intensity we, we, we did do yesterday? So that's a question more. Yeah, I, I think we could have because I, I don't think Ozil's a lazy player. People f- seem to think he's this lazy player that doesn't run. He actually covers as much distance as anybody is else. He physical, team, so. Is he physical and intense enough? That's a question. Yeah, but this is the thing, Graham. When people talk about pressing and, and being intense and stuff like that, you don't necessarily have to bundle into players to, to be... Mm doing that job you need to shut down channels more than anything mm. you need to close mm. passes off rather than clattering into players that's what a lot of people don't get there's you know say the right back's got the ball you need to close off the channel to the center half close off the channel to the right midfielder and close the channel into the center of midfield that is how you press a team and force them into mistakes it's not necessarily about being big and strong and bundling into people and, and nicking in like that's what it's about you need to close down spaces and Ozil's just as fit as anybody else most of the time. What's, and, what's yeah. your view on that, Lee? Well, my view, my view is that um, we didn't miss him yesterday because we we played well. But you, but I, I don't really want to talk about him today because I just feel I'm getting fed up with it. I know mm. what Harry's saying about the back injuries and all that, but when you're paying 350 grand for somebody and he's not playing every week in, week out, the reliability in our measure Ozil is in question. It's yeah, like, but Lee, that, that's right. But what I'm trying to say is. Had the team come out, had the club come out and said he's got a, a hamstring problem, we wouldn't be hearing this that he wants to leave and that he's no, I don't, I don't, it's because I, I, of what, I, it, what, it, what it is. It's I, I genuinely think that he's got a, he probably has got a back spasm. But if I bought a Ferrari car and it keeps breaking down on me, I'm <laughs> going to either sell that car or you know, but I mean, we can't, we can't sell him. He's on 350 grand a week, well, he's yeah, signed a well, five year contract. So get rid of him. Get rid of him and just say to him, right, you can go for nothing. Just get 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 him off the wage bill. And then like maybe that we can get in some players that can. Because at the end of it, Graham, what I'm saying is that Meza Ozil, we needed Meza. I, I, I thought this was going to be the game for him yesterday. I was, mm. I, I'm surprised he's out of the team. There was no indication. Just a little thing on that. I do genuinely feel, um, Harry, that there was something wrong. Because if you think about it, um, Mkhitaryan's gone all the way over to um, uh, the Hurricane. You know what I mean? Didn't even get on. 
And then all of a sudden, he's he's in this, he's he's had to play on on Saturday. So I feel that you know, Mkhitaryan had gone to the Ukraine. Mesut Ozil was was down to play. There's some sort of uh, relapse or injury that's happened, and but it continues to keep happening. We're paying out this horrendous wage bill for someone that's not you know what what is going to turn up against Leicester and and Huddersfield and do the business. Now I had an argument with Claude, not not an argument, a discussion. He feels that um, Mesut Ozil should come back in the team against Manchester United. Basically, on the fact is that you know that we've got a couple of players tired and all that. And I, my my argument to that is, if I was Aaron Ramsey, and I've come on against Bournemouth with eight minutes gone and worked worked really hard when we needed a little bit of energy, a little bit of legs in that last ten minutes to make sure we won that game, he provided. He then goes out to Ukraine, produces a performance of of good good stature over there comes on and turns the game and then come Wednesday night saying we're bringing back Mesut, you're back on the bench. I think soul-destroying. I really do. You know what I mean? Like, But I'm going to go on to what Harry's saying there is that, you know, it might be a tight game. You're going to need somebody that's going to open things up and, and Mesut Ozil's your man. But what I'm, what I'm saying is we're getting into little things with Mesut now, like where it's like, yeah, we, it, arguments. Yeah, he can do this and he can do that. I think now it comes to the stage in January. I would sell him now. If we sell him or get rid of him, this this doesn't keep cropping up no more. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, and and and, and, and arguments between fans is, is, is you know there's a divide about Mesut Ozil, aren't there? Like, you know, let's be fair about it. We can argue it all, all day long. I think he's a fantastic footballer, but when I talk to players, uh, sorry, uh, fans of Spurs yesterday, they they're gutted that he didn't play, you know what I mean? That was the reason that you know, if he'd have played, we might have been able to get you here and get you there. And that's the thing, it's all ifs, buts and maybes. I can see you're not a, you're not quite agreeing with me, Harry, like on this, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, it, it, uh, that's not why I folded my arms. I got, I got dead arms. <laughs> um, it's, what it is with, with, for me is, you know, a lot of people go on about, yeah, you know, Aaron Ramsey's come in the team, he's done a job, he's done this, he's done that. It's great, happy days. But at the end of the day, Aaron Ramsey had a contract offer in front of him for how long and he didn't want to sign it. Mesut Ozil has committed his future to this football club and, and we've decided to give him that wage, not just based on his, on his footballing ability. No, I Whether get people that. like it or not, he is a massive commercial icon. You know, the, the amount of followers he's got on social media, the sponsorship deals with Adidas and all that stuff. That brings money for the club. And and so we can say, yeah, we're giving 350 grand a week to him or whatever the, the reported fee is. But we're also recuperating a load of that. And that's part of it as well. And so when people say, oh, you know, we're giving him 300 grand a week and he doesn't play. At the end of the day, he's bringing the club a great deal of money in through the door as well. So I think I, I don't think that's as big a deal as, as some people make it out. All right, so so all right. Well, does he? For, uh, I'll throw the question out to you. Too. Does he start on Wednesday if he's fit? I think one thing we got to be uh, mindful of here. We're just not talking about Mesut Ozil. We got something like eight or nine games in about thirty odd days, and he's going to have to rotate the team, isn't he? With Welbeck out injured, uh, he's got sort of like maybe be careful how he uses Lacazette and Aubameyang. And don't the same get no thing, Shaka on Wednesday. Yeah, Jacker as well, yeah. So he's going to have to rotate the team. And so Ozil hasn't played at the weekend. So you could bring Ozil back in, couldn't you? Uh, he's going to have to rotate, isn't he? And that's the point. 
Uh, it depends, of course, whether he what's. Uh, do you think he should still stick the three four three at Man United or three five two? Well, I would like you know if 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 I'll be honest, if you're going to play Mesut Ozil against Man United, you know it would be in that three five two two role, and it, it it does come down to him or Ramsey. Yeah, you know because Kadoz is going to come in and play where Shaka played. There's no two ways about that. That's that's. Do you know? Do you know? I, I do. I do think that. I think he, he's deliberately making sure Gwendoz is a part of the squad every game, isn't he? I, yeah, well, I, I think. Do you remember last year at Man U, Lee? Maitland Niles had an outstanding game, outstanding didn't he? Outstanding game. Yeah. So, he did. So, so would he not come into the thinking, or do you think he's not? I, part I just of it? think at this moment in time that, and, I, and I, I'm a big, as you know, I'm a big Maitland Niles fan. I, I, I feel that uh, Kudos is in front of him. Yeah. Um, because, you know, and I just think that when you're playing at Man United, I think you're going to need someone that's going to come in there and spoil that a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I think that that would probably be my two that, that I'll go, go in there. You know, and the other thing I'm, then, just talking about Ramsey then, the, the thing, the big thing is you have to, what's the big thing you have to take into account in this selection is where he sees Ramsey, doesn't it? Ramsey, as we know, has not signed a new contract and they could be selling him in January and they, he could be going at the end of the season. Now, there's a bit of debate today whether that performance might change the club's mind. I think that might be something worth to be debated, or is it just you can't judge Ramsey on one performance? Um, but if he does think that you know he's not part of the future of the of the club, why would you play him then over someone who is the future of the club? That's the debate. That's the thing. That's the thing. So if we're going to play that system, I think that um, it, it does boil down to Ramsey and and. Um, uh, and 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 Ozil. Ozil and for me that you know you could probably play Ramsey but then play Ozil I think Ramsey's suited to this system I think we've finally found the system that suits Aaron Ramsey three five two he's got the he's got the protection behind he's got the two DMs and he can just go into the spaces as a third man running I midfielder can't totally I totally agree with you there, but my worry about it for Man United is that that um, Mustafi's not going to be fit so we're going to go with four. Four, you know, four, three, three again, and that would let obviously them. I, 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 in that role, I don't see Aaron Ramsey fitting into it. Is Mustafi so, definitely up then? I don't know, but what I'm saying is, is, is Emery going to go? I've got to try and fit Ozil win and, and 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 possibly mess up what we've got here, like, and that's mm. my worry. Um, mm. but if 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 Mustafi's fit, I would personally go with the the, the same back three. Kudosi coming in for Shaka, mm. uh, you know, Lacazette and um and, and uh, Ramsey but then as somebody said yesterday Harry which is a good point that that leaves that uh, the option of him to change things in the second half like he done yeah, well that's the point I was going to make Lee actually the the way we play is set up for maybe a Wobi and Mkhitaryan to work hard in those wide inside forward positions first half when we're sort of like um when we want the hard-working sort of like team away from home, it suits him to maybe have Mkhitaryan and Wobi in the wide areas because they can they're attacking in a in a three and then they can come back into a four out of possession, can't they? So, in a way, then you've got Ramsey and uh, uh, Lacazette who could come into the game second half uh, if he needs them, or it depends how he's how he's looking at it. Does he bring Ozil in and go back to the? Uh, he could play three four three or three four one two, couldn't he? That's if he's uh, fit. You know, we don't he, know if he's going to be. Fit, no, we? It, it, we don't know really. I mean, but I have to say, there's some merit in sort of like uh, playing Mkhitaryan and Awobi in away games because they work so hard and they, and they they press well from the front, uh, and then maybe switching it around later in the game. Um, it's a it's a it's an interesting. Well, it's a good problem to have for Emery, isn't it? Yeah. Harry, what's your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I, I think it's important um, to keep a bit on the bench. I know it sounds silly. You'd, you'd say that you want to play your best 11 from the start, but I think we've seen uh, under Unai Emery in particular and nowadays, you know, that football is a squad game now more than it's ever been. And so having the ability to make those changes is key. A lot of people speak about Aubameyang's goal record this season and the fact that he started so many games from the bench. But the fact that he's been coming on has, has probably made it slightly easier for him in the sense that he comes on when teams have been worn down um, and exposes sort of key areas, areas that the manager's already identified, having watched the opening 45 minutes or so. So I, I think it's interesting. I, I like the idea of keeping stuff on the bench and keeping players on the bench. I think the idea of Mkhitaryan and Awobi playing is not a bad thing for me. Like Graham said, they both work extremely hard. Um, I've always said that about Iwobi. Um, going back to last season, he put in two really good performances at Stamford Bridge, didn't he? Where he worked yeah, really well, hard. Right, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, no. So, well, um, we're going to go up there. We're going up there. Um, obviously, on the back of what has been a fantastic weekend. So, what, 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 what's our thoughts? What, what, what do we feel that we can? Do we feel we're going to win this game? Because it's, you know, I have to say, I've Man United been poor the last few games, but. I, I just always worry about going to Old Trafford. I don't know why we don't play well there. I don't know why. Um, but this is but this is Unai Emery's Arsenal, isn't it? Not Arsenal Wenger's Arsenal. I think we have to say right, that. That's a terrific point because I'm just going to say that, that there are times when we we're in the mindset of, of of what you know, like for instance on on Saturday Saturday, you know, we're we're so shocked that he's bringing out two substitutions because we're still in the Wenger mindset but but when you're what, you, what you're saying is dead right because we're, we're into the Emery um, side of things now so uh, so by that statement then Graham you're confident that we're going to get the result on them um, I have to say I've uh, I've I nearly said watch Man United I fell asleep watching Man United a couple of times this season and that, that's no word of lie I've fallen asleep watching Man United uh, you have to say that they're so slow uh and what uh, Mourinho's done, really, is he's turned uh, what was... Uh, to, to be honest, I've got a lot of respect for Man United, uh, their traditions, their history, their, what Ferguson created the club. But uh, Mourinho's destroyed it, hasn't he, in two years? And, um, and right, they are... Yeah. yeah, it's great. And, and, and the funny thing is, you know, it wouldn't it be great if we went up there and won 4-0 when he got his P45 the next morning? I mean, uh, <laughs> we don't want him sacked. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? I mean, we don't want him sacked before Wednesday. When they said they've been a, if you, I'll tell you what, if you'd woke up this morning and they'd said, right, one of the Southampton Man United managers have been sacked by 10 o'clock in the morning, you would have gone for Mourinho, wouldn't you? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, maybe no, you wouldn't no. have done. I mean, Mark no. Hughes has only I, I won think, one. I of think the... Mourinho's safe for, for, even for a few more weeks yet, like, you know yeah. what I mean? I think uh, because of just the contract that he's on and whatever, like, you yeah. know what I mean? No, but I, I, I have to, yeah. That's I, the, I, I just think, the contract. Yeah. It's all yeah. about the contract. Yeah. And I just think, Keep him in the job for a little bit longer, like you know what I mean. Yeah. It's this only beaten three 0 Graham. That's what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I lost my track of thought there. I, 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 I you know, I, I think that to be honest with you, they are, um, they, they don't seem to be scoring goals in first half of matches. They start very slow. Um, Luke Shaw has been good for them this season, when I, so he's obviously a threat on the left hand side going forward. But there does seem to be a bit of a power struggle going on between Pogba and Mourinho, I think, behind the scenes. Well, I was just going just to go and say, Graham, like, because I don't know if you noticed it, he gave the ball away in his own half yeah. um, uh, Saturday night and he just stood there. He didn't yeah. even chase back and all that. Now, yeah. if he's going to do that against Arsenal, 
we yeah. are in for a field day. But I've got yeah. a feeling that he's going to leave him out in this game. Yeah, I, I think I think the uh, thing with Pogba is Pogba is one of those. Um, he's not someone who likes playing to instruction. He's a bit of a. He's somebody who plays on instinct. I don't know if you guys agree with that. And I think he's been shackled by Mourinho, and I think that's reflected in his performances. Um, I think also he's managed to sort of like turn uh, Rashford and Martial. This I'll take Martial at Arsenal. I've said that in the past. He's turned them from sort of like promising young players uh, into players who basically almost like. A, I always think football. Football's about sort of shape, uh, about playing a certain style in a system up to the final third, and then you're you let the players their unpredictability they 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 work it out for themselves in the final third. But I get the feeling that a bit like under Van Hal, those Man United forwards are told by Mourinho to play in a certain style, not do certain things. They have to work back anyway, and I'm not against that. He does have his teams working hard, Mourinho. Uh, I get that, but I just think. They're being overcoached by him, and I think they're frightened to express themselves. And I think um, that's the Man United that, that, that we'll be playing on Wednesday night. But I have this funny feeling against Arsenal; those players raise their games against us, don't they? We've seen it in the past. So I, I think that it's on paper it looks like the way they're playing, the way we're playing, we're almost like favourites to win the game. I, I think it's uh, not like that sort of game at all. I think we can go up there with confidence, but we've got to re replicate what we did against Tottenham. And uh, we got to sort of play with the same intensity, the same belief, the same desire. We've got to work hard. We've got to press. Now, to turn in two of those performances, we don't know what Sunday took out of the players, do we? Because they were sort of like, they were sort of like so up for it Sunday and the passion, the ferocity, the aggression that they put into that game. Um, now, he's going to have to maybe change one or two around just to sort of like freshen it up a little bit. I don't know. Maybe he might not, but can we replicate that in uh, on Wednesday night against the top team? Remember, we were playing two top teams. If we were playing Huddersfield on Wednesday and playing Man United on Saturday, I'd be more confident. But we got to go up there just four days. And remember, we played a day after Man United, didn't we? They played... Yeah, they, play, yeah. they played on a Saturday, play so, so they've had an extra day's rest. So that we have to take that into account. But I, I have to say I'm quite confident. For me, I'll, if, I know it sounds crazy to say it, but if we went up there and got a point and kept the run going, I'd be happy with that. We did say, didn't we, if, if we got four points out of six against Tottenham and Man United, that would be a good return. Now, because we've won well against Tottenham and Man United are struggling, it's almost like we're expecting to win. But I think we have to sort of like not get too far ahead of ourselves, uh, realise that under Embry, we are still are a team in progression and we are sort of like still in transition. If we could go up there and put in a good performance and win the game, it'd be great. But if we came over at a point, I wouldn't be too disappointed. I don't know what Harry thinks. Yeah, agree, agree. A point's got to be the target. Anything more than that is a bonus. It's all about staying unbeaten for me and uh, showing that we can go away from home against a so-called bigger club and, uh, you know, uh, not get beat, not get humiliated. And, and like Graham said, Keep the run going. I don't expect us to have an easy time at Old Trafford. You never have an easy time at Old no, Trafford. No, I'm with you there, Harry. I'm with you. So, I'm the with funny you. thing is, if we beat them, Lee, we'd be 11 points ahead of them. You know that? Well, that'd be nice. But but, but listen, you know, what the one thing over the last few seasons, they've come and beaten us a couple on a couple of occasions. And on, on a couple of occasions, they've beaten us. We've been by the far the better side. You know what I mean? And, mm, yeah, um, yeah taken last points year. Of us. Yeah. So we, we we do we do own one, you know what I mean. But I just, you know, do you know, uh, do you know what, Lee? I was, the other thing I think we haven't talked about so far is the person who's ups his game even more is David De Gea. David De Gea, the game yeah, at the Emirates you know, last year, it was it, we oh, battered it was him. Awesome. He made a, 
And, and he always has great performances against Arsenal, doesn't he? Yeah, so we're, we're, we, you know, we're going to, like, um, oh, as I say, I think, you know, uh, we've got a tough game on our hands and, um, you know, uh, and, and I say, look, you know, just give it a go and if we can come away with a point, I won't be too disappointed as well, like, you know, so, uh, and, and we go again. The other side of that is if, if we do draw against him, it keeps them away from us a little bit, like, you know, I, I mm. fully expect Chelsea and Tottenham to win on, in, in their midweek games respectively but um, that will put a little bit of pressure on us but you know it's still still a long way to go and I think if you look at the bigger picture four points from Tottenham and Man United would, wouldn't be a bad bad thing in my opinion no if I'll be honest agreed let's just leave it at that we won't say any predictions and all that like you know uh, you're not going to do your fans bet special then I, I just think I, I, I've said I've said um, when I when I predicted the four two against Tottenham, I did predict that we would draw one one with with Man United, and, and I'm not going to change from that. You know, what I mean, obviously, I'm desperate for us to win that. You know, and um, I'm I, I hope I'm wrong, and we end up winning three one or something like that. What's, what's, be, the, uh, what's the what's the odds on a nil nil at half time? We don't we've yet to lead at half time any games, have we? And they we've got to at some stage take the lead in one in, in a game. I'm pretty sure against Huddersfield, we're not there. But I, I, I've you know we could be. You know, uh, we if we look, listen, I think if if we play to our best and Man United played to their best, I think we beat them. You know what I mean? Uh, that's how it is. But I just think that they've been so bloody poor that they're they're gonna they're gonna um, it's gonna happen from one one stage of, of of the games. You know what I mean? But listen, we've got one one thing. I feel we've got a good chance is if we can get at Tottenham's back four like we did on on Sunday, we can get at their back four. You know what I mean? Like mm. and uh, you know. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I don't want to go down the route of saying that they're not that, that good because they end up. Um, I don't want to be as arrogant, sound arrogant like the um, the Spurs fans have. You know what I mean? We've got no divine right to go to Old Trafford and win. You know what I mean? Let's get that right. You know what I mean? Mm. So we're going to have to work for it. When was when was right the last time we won? When was the last time we won at Old Trafford? <sighs> Apart from the cup game, we beat them in the cup up there. Didn't right, we? Well, well since Alex Ferguson left, we've not won. I think the last was the last time we beat them when Adebayor scored 1 0. I think, yeah, yeah. I think that long goes that 2008, 2007, so yeah. But you know, Alex Ferguson retired uh, as poor as they've been over the last five years. We've not what we've we've got two draws up there, I think. Yeah, Sanchez won't be playing, will he? No, no, so um, we'll see how it goes from there, right, guys. Should we leave it there then? When um uh, we've got a busy week coming up. We've got Huddersfield, of course, on Saturday as well. So uh, it's uh, been a been a good week. But let's let's face it. Uh, the only disappointment about playing Man United is that we can't revel in a week of beating the scum four <laughs> two. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> unbelievable. Like you know that we've not we've only got a couple of days to revel in it. But listen, this could if Carlin done weeks of football and we can beat Man United. <laughs> What a week it would be like, you know what I mean? That's what all I can say. So we'll leave you on that note. Can, Graham, can Harry, I just, uh, now, before what? I go, I just wanted to read out the combined Arsenal Tottenham 11, the best 11 in reply to Tim Sherwood. Go on, then, uh, I'm going Leno, Socrates, Holding, Mustafi, Bellerin, yeah. Kalazanak, Jacka, Torreira. And I'm going to flip it around. I'm going to have... Um, I'm just going to go... Uh, I'll, I'll go with the starting 11, I think. I'll go with Wobi, Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang. And uh, my subs would be Ramsey and Lacazette. That's the best uh, combined North London 11 at the moment. Uh, we've got more history than Spurs. 
won more trophies than Spurs. We're above them in the league. I also do my combined trophy 11 and they don't get one trophy in the, in the combined trophy 11 for the last 25 years. So that's a good go way. Like good what one. a lovely little note to leave that on, like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, so it's been a great, listen, it's been a great Sunday. It's been a great, great Sunday. It was a great, great day. And uh, if you can't enjoy a win over Spurs, you can't enjoy life. That's what I'll say. That's what I'll say. <laughs> so, guys, thanks for that today. Really enjoyed Cheers, it. Um, thanks, and, Lee. Uh, let's, go, let's roll on to Wednesday night and see what happens up uh, up in Manchester. So, I'm up there. So, um, I'm looking forward to that. Like, you know. So, up the Gunners and let's try and bring home three points from that horrible place in Manchester. Come on, you Gunners. Come on, you Reds. Podcast Network.